Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Welcome everyone uh, again to That Cartoon Podcast. And today we watched Flea. It's a 2021 Danish animated uh documentary dramedy or whatever not dramedy that's a that's the wrong word for this that is find not, out if you watch that is it. not correct <laughs> that's no that's very wrong very wrong <laughs> but this movie was um it was intense and it's not like any i think it's very different from any animated movie i've watched before i would say um i, I would say so too um I, I would say that this movie takes a trend that has been going on with documentaries for a while and takes it to the, you know, to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, because documentaries the past, I feel like, six or seven years have been leaning heavily on animation um, for parts of the story that they can't show because they don't have the footage to show it. So documentaries have been leaning on that a lot. But this movie just decided to lean on it entirely. Like we've almost almost everything is animated yeah. except for some news footage, just to show some realistic reference points. I think. Yeah. So and and as with most documentaries, this is based on a true story about um, about this guy whose name may or may not be his real name. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's very clear. And it would seem that it's it's probably not when you listen to the you know the story that he's telling because he's committing some acts that might be that might get him in trouble internationally, but who knows? Definitely. As the story, as the person's story unfolds, you uh, start to recognize that he has a lot that he's hiding and not just like, you know, hiding it from a couple people. He literally has to hide from the entire world. Yeah. So let's just, we can yeah, give a brief, overview, <laughs> a brief overview of the story. Um, I don't think we need to go too deep into it because it it literally is a documentary that's, that's narrated almost entirely by uh, the alleged person that this is their life, um, depending on which depending on which version you watch, different people are giving the narration. Um, and it's basically about a family in um, Afghanistan that is fleeing, following the communist uh, revolution, or I forget what the name of the specific war is, but- uh, it's, it's the civil, the Afghanistan civil war. It's like, so at, after yeah. that, I'm pretty yeah, sure, yeah. because it's the, the communists were in charge and are the main character, main character, the person. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it's, yeah, that's tough. He's the main yeah. character, but the, the person, his, uh, his family, they're doing okay under communist rule. The only thing is that the, the teenage son has to always hide because the military is always looking to draft young men. But other than that, they have a pretty normal life but then uh there the revolution happens and the communists are overthrown and driven out of afghanistan and yeah. it is at this point that our character and his family decide to get the hell out of dodge yeah and unfortunately when you're a 
poor refugee who doesn't have any money really fleeing your country, which is crazy how topical this movie is for what's going on right now. We'll be dating the episode if we talk about it, but yeah, it is not exactly easy uh, to just leave. You have to rely on smugglers. You have to rely on, you know, the kindness of strangers. And you also have to rely on like government officials and police just either not doing their job well or just turning a blind eye a lot of times. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it, it's a tough movie to watch. Um, for sure. I, uh, you know, I, I went into it. The trailer gives a hint, you know, it, it tells you it's going to be a documentary. But yeah. I guess, I don't know, I guess it didn't click in my brain until I started watching the movie. And I was like, oh, this this is a documentary documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's weird because I feel like a lot of animated documentaries take a lot of, um, they, they take a lot of license and just veer from the whole documentary into like more of an entertainment side a lot of times. This one they didn't care if you were entertained. This guy's <laughs> this guy's talking, and you're learning about him. One hundred percent, and it's uh, it's definitely not a boring story. Um, and, and you know, so the the main guy, he uh, first I'd say half of the movie, it, it still feels like he's holding something back, and then like he's like, I don't know if I can talk about this actually, and so then it's like. I think we're led to believe it's been six months or a year or something. Yeah, they don't. And, they don't and outright until he's say ready it. to talk. Yeah, they don't outright say it. It kind of just jumps, and I think you're just supposed to assume. Um, but that that was one of the like I liked the movie overall, but that was kind of one of the things that I didn't like about it is that sometimes it was unclear how much time had passed between his. I don't even know why he's doing it. Like, it seems like a weird therapy session or some sort of, like, film project that he's doing. I don't... Yeah, and so the the filmmaker, um, it's someone that has known him since they were in middle school, presumably, or high school. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, I guess he just thought of his old friend and was like, hey, uh, remember how your entire family died and you told everyone that your family died? Let's make a story about it. And then it ends up being a bit more complicated than that. But I don't, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no real explanation of the setup. It just kind of really dives in and expects you to just not care about it, which it's not that important overall no. in the story. But it is like, it is weird. Like, I don't know. I've never been a, I've never been a war refugee, so I don't know if they're just constantly being asked by white Danish men to tell their stories on camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's actually just one waiting at the border when you, when you come in. At all, everyone gets assigned <laughs> hey, white gets assigned white Danish men when you, regardless of where you're fleeing to. <laughs> you should show up fleeing to uh, like Ethiopia. He's like, here's yeah. your white Danish man. <laughs> he's, just been, he's just been waiting. Yeah. He's very red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. That's the premise. I mean, we could go into the nitty gritty of the story. I, I don't, but I, I, the problem is I don't think either of us could do it justice. And I think it'd be a disservice to this movie, which is, this is a really good movie um, to just for me and you to just like go through bullet points of this guy's story. Cause I think um, 
anyone who watches this podcast or listens to this podcast or watching this movie, um, yeah, there's going to be spoilers, but I don't think you're going to be able to enjoy the movie as much if you know all the twists and turns that this guy's story takes, because that's half of the entertainment. It is. is this is a this is a wild story that just keeps getting wilder. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll try and get as much into it as we can without spoiling too much. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll try and throw up a spoiler alert if we're going to get too too nitty gritty though. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, like there are so many turns, and like you know, you start off thinking you start in the, off in the beginning of the movie thinking this dude's entire family is dead because that's yeah. what he's, that's what he says happened. <laughs> yeah. But then you start to realize, Oh, the, the, the narrator is an unreliable narrator in this circumstance, not because mm-hmm. he's necessarily a bad person liar. He's just, he's lying to save himself and also to make his family's sacrifices not in vain. Mm-hmm. And also like, it, it, I think you can tell from the beginning, like you said earlier, that even though you're hearing the story, something sounds off right from the jump. Um, but that might be, I mean, that, that could be a, a product of the, the dubbing, the narration or anything like, so I don't want to put too much, too much emphasis on that because I, I watched it in the English dub because I don't speak Danish. I'm assuming you did too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to watch this movie back in its original language again. Um, it might have more impact subtitles. since it is yeah. literally the person. You know? <laughs> is it really this guy or... Um, I, I, that's a good cause, question. Because you never... Because I, I think it's supposed to be, but I'm pretty sure he uses a fake name the whole time. Mm. Um. So I have no way of checking. So I will just assume that this is the this is that guy. Yeah, and you know, huh? Okay, yeah, it just clicked for me. I think uh, the the reason they use animation is because of the the content of what's happening. I realize yeah. you know you never yeah you never see the dude's face ever. Like there's yeah, a that- scene at the very end where it goes from the animated uh, view. And then it cuts to the real live action view of the same exact thing, but the person's out there, you just hear the audio. Yeah. So you never see the actual person because the content of his story is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, because because he's allegedly moving it at the end. It, it's I don't want to say it's a happy ending, but it's as happy of an ending as the story could maybe get. Yeah. Um, at least for and, him. Yeah, at least for him. And it it, it does that transition of this animation to um, what I assume is the real location, which if he's trying to hide his identity, probably not a good idea because I'm sure someone on the internet's like, oh, I recognize that view. That's this place. <laughs> and they just, they just look through public records and probably can find him if they really care. Yeah. But I don't know. Who knows if I don't know. Cares. I don't know how big yeah, I don't know how big his like keeping himself secret at this point matters to him. Yeah, I mean that that was decades ago. There's gotta be some sort of laws, right? Um, that like, hey, that happened like two decades ago, and he was a child. <laughs> it's I, fine. Don't know, I don't. I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. like 
those because he goes through a few countries to get from Afghanistan to absolutely to Denmark. So I don't know what those various countries like refugee slash immigration laws entail. So yeah. Maybe he could be in trouble if he reveals his real identity. Maybe not. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, the, the first country that they flee to is they go into Russia, which I guess Russia might might be a country that's willing to track you down. <laughs> it it's, looks like a terrible place to live based off of this story. But also, you know, this is decades ago. This is literally like <laughs> they get into Russia, I think like right maybe like a year or so after the fall of the Soviet Union. So like things have been, things were bad in Russia during the Soviet Union, depending on what part of Russia you were, but like right after they were going through probably the worst time to go to Russia in recent history. For sure. Um, And like, you know, there's obviously no oversight going, I mean, in the story, there's no oversight in Russia, it seems uh, because the, the officers, God damn, they will just like, they, they just walk up to the character's family and they'll be like, hey, either we're going to deport you or give us all the money that's in your pockets. It's just like, oh, yeah. so send me back to a war zone or I'll give you all the money that I've been saving up to yeah. get out of this hellhole. Or worse. Or worse, which there's yeah. a scene that's really awful. Um where he he had uh, him and his brother were taken in by the police, and there is a girl in the van with them in the police van. And let's just say the police let the two boys go and keep the one girl, and yeah. all the all the police get into the van with that girl. Yeah, it's it's not a fun. Like I said, it's not a fun movie to watch. Uh, well, you know, I would I would describe it as a dramedy, probably a dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're sitting down and you're looking for a feel-good movie that'll make you happy at the end, this is not that. Is not. Um, I felt terrible after watching this movie, and not like I was upset about watching it. Like I was just this, this is tough. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it holds a mirror up to a part of humanity that we, you know, that there's corruption in the U.S., but we are not privy to uh exactly what happens in the other parts of the world we we are very yeah. privileged here <laughs> yeah and also me both me and you i mean i i'm an immigrant um as well as a minority and you're jewish so like we've had our own like uh, deals with oppression racism you know, all that kind of stuff but socioeconomically i think we both come from a, a fairly privileged background comparatively to other people um so we even in our own country we really don't have to experience stuff so it's 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 tough to watch yeah it's like i i got bullied in high school boohoo like i i didn't have to i didn't have to switch countries or sleep in a freaking container on a container ship i i don't have to experience (laughs) most of this stuff and i hopefully never will Oh, who knows? Canada, Canada's looking mighty feisty up there. They're wild. They're, Canada's wilding <laughs> out lately. They've been wild enough. Trudeau, Trudeau's been going crazy, but I don't know. I saw those. <laughs> yeah. I saw those pictures of him at that party. So, I, from what I hear, he's down with the Indians. So, I think we're good. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh well, you know. So this is 
it is an animated film, so we should we should talk about the animation, which was uh, very good, very well drawn, but badly animated. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I wonder. It was just, it I wonder if that's on purpose. Yeah, it, I, it felt like it was on purpose, but it was spotty as hell. Like the the animation was yeah. fluid, but it kind of lends itself to the story in certain parts. So I, I it wasn't bad. It didn't take it, it didn't take you out of the story at all. It's just, but like. It was something I was watching for, and I was like, "Wow, it's, it, it, it's, jumpy. it's noticeable." <laughs> yeah, it's jumpy. It's not. I wouldn't, for the most part, I would not call it smooth at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you know how you do that. Um, you can do that flip book thing where you draw like a, a single frame and then you flip it through. Mm-hmm. It's like they did that, but they skipped like three frames. Yeah. Um, but it's very, like you said, very well drawn. So much so that like there are literally scenes where they would be, like the characters are hanging out and they're they're watching TV like on the news, and the reporter's talking and he's animated and then it's like slowly zooming in and it transitions to uh, live action and it's just it, it it's just such a smooth transition when they do that, which makes me think like oh, that okay that's where the money went. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it has a couple parts like that where it transitions into a live action, and I, yeah, I love that part, those parts. Yeah. Um, gives you that nice sense of realism, since, you know, it's a real story. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's interspersed with all this, like, I don't know what, if this news footage is from, taken from the, the guy who's narrating, um, if this is his actual like footage of that time, like, cause there'll be, there'll be footage of them, him arriving at like airports and like at conveyor belts. And it's the time period is the same, like the year and everything. But I, I think must... it's implied that it's not. Yeah. Because... I don't think, I don't think it's him. I, I think it's usually just like really well found B roll footage. <laughs> yeah. But then there's like parts where he's like, allegedly in a car you're like what is this was this guy just planning this whole thing for years? <laughs> yeah. i don't know i don't it, know it's 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 cool it's definitely cool and it works well for for documentaries because when you're watching an animated movie whether or not it's a documentary you have the tendency to forget that this is a real person's story and that every every quote unquote character is a real person um so when you kind of jump to actual news that's happening at this at you know contemporaneously you're like oh okay yeah no, no. this really this this really happened okay yeah we're, we're back in and they don't um, overuse it they they no. use it like a couple times um, i think but I three think it's effective. maybe yeah, two it's, a, <laughs> it's effective yeah very heartfelt moment um you know, got me all all teary eyed and choked up. Was uh, throughout the movie. You know, obviously he's he's fleeing, hence the name. And uh, eventually, he ends up by himself in Denmark, separated from all of his family. Some of his family's in Switzerland, I think. Sweden, one of the two. It's uh, an S. I think it's Switzerland. Sure. I think it is. I think it is Switzerland. Yeah, um, and then the rest of them are in still Moscow, in Russia. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, mother, uh, the mother and brother are still in Moscow. 
so he throughout the movie it is well known to the audience that the the main person is a gay man but he also has talked about throughout the movie that he has some reservations about admitting this to anyone in his family because you know they are um I, I don't think they specified that they're a Muslim, but they come from like a Muslim country, a very strict conservative country. Yeah. And so he's, he's stressed, he stresses about this for like a portion of the movie until like, he's talking about when he was at his family in Switzerland, he was visiting them. And he yeah, finally, this, is, it, this is the it, first time he's seen them in like what, three years or something crazy. Three years, dude. No, it, it had been many years, I think. I think it. Um, well, I mean, he, since he left, since he went, like, ended up in Denmark, like he was alone. Oh, yes, there yes. for like three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, it's the first sorry. time he's seeing any family. Yeah, first time seeing any family in three years. Sorry, I, I thought you meant this particular family because yeah, his yeah. Uh, the family that's in Switzerland. They he probably the, he hasn't seen them in like ten years before he sees them. Some crazy, yeah, craziness. Um, a decade, and so he tells them he's like, hey. I actually, I don't like girls that way. I like guys. And his older brother, who is the, the patriarch of the family um, up in Sweden, sorry, Switzerland, uh, he's like, come with me. We're going for a ride. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, is, is he going to take him to like a hooker? I was like, I was like, don't I do this. So too. Yeah, I, I the I, same thing. I was like, don't do this to this kid. <laughs> uh, but then they pull up and his brother hands him a wad of cash and he's like, Go on in, enjoy yourself. Don't worry about it. We've always known, and we don't care, pretty much. Like, they've yeah. always known that he was gay. They don't care. And so he drove him to a gay club, gave him a wad of cash, and said, go have fun. And uh, I don't know. It was a really beautiful moment. I always love those moments when people don't react as bigoted assholes when someone tells them that they're gay. <laughs> yeah. But, man, was it stressful watching it up until that point yeah they're just riding the car silently and i was like oh my god this hooker scene is gonna be so weird (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be so sad like and and it doesn't help that like before that they he he the the guy he knows that he's gay or at least he's different from you know other people early on and he's just scared to admit that but he's constantly being like asked, as I'm sure most gay people are, like, "What are you going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Like, what are you waiting on?" All right, blah blah blah. And every time one of those scenes comes up, they always do like a this shot from like underneath of like the person who's saying that, which is usually the brother that ends up being cool with it. Yeah. Like from a from a downward angle, and he just looks so menacing. Yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Just just like honestly, like when he said that, there's like there's a silent period before he says, get your stuff, I'm taking you out. Um, before that, there's a silent period. And I'm just like, this brother about to tell him to get the fuck out of Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this like this guy's story's already so sad. Like, I don't know if I can take it. It turned out okay, luckily. Um, and oh and you know so in a good indicator that he is a gay man throughout the story is there is a B story I guess you would call it uh, of what's happening in real time what's happening now Mm. of our our main dude and his boyfriend um, 
his boyfriend wants to find a house to live permanently and get married. Uh, and our main character, he has some reservations about settling. Um, yeah. he's, al- he's always been on the move. And he, I think he, uh, it kind of gives off the impression that settling somewhere scares him because then you're in one place for too long. Yeah, he has a lot of, because of how he basically grew up having to flee his own country and live this lie um, that he, that was developed by smugglers to maintain the safety of both himself and potentially his family. He doesn't, he can't trust anyone. And when he, and he tells the, the audience that at one point he did trust somebody and that person used it against him. So he's just so hesitant to put any faith in anybody at this point. Uh, and it's deteriorating the relationships around him as a result. So while we're learning about the, his past, it sounds like he's also kind of growing internally from talking about it, of being able to come to terms with who he is and the fact that you know, he can't just be constantly afraid for the rest of his life or else things might never get better for him. Absolutely. And I think part of, part of it is like him realizing because he, he's a successful businessman, like uh, part of it takes place in New York, I believe. Um, he comes to New York to give some speech. I don't know what. Yeah, I think he's, he's a, I think he's a scientist. Like, oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. what the hell he was. I was like, is he a tech entrepreneur? I have no idea, but yeah, successful yeah. in his field. And he yeah. was like, I wanted to be a great success because otherwise my family sacrifices were in vain. But I think yeah. towards the end of the movie, he starts to realize that not living a happy life would be the thing that would make his family's sacrifices be in vain. Yeah, because he sounds like he's going through the motions a lot of times. And it it comes to a point where he realizes, what was the point of doing all this if I'm just going to be unhappy anyway? Absolutely. It's a a nice moment. It is, it is. Uh, There there are plenty... Well, not plenty. Um, but the end, the ending of this movie, it, it has some nice feelings associated with it. Um, yeah, there are some hard roads to get there. Though. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think that's what makes it seem so real because most, I mean, most movies you watch have a happy ending, even when it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the villain will get redeemed somehow. Good guys come out ahead. Like, it's it's refreshing to see a story that's realistic and that all happy endings aren't created equally so while everything's not cool in his life it seems like it's getting better and he's on an upward turn at least yeah and it's like it's better than it was before and he and he can probably say that each day yeah it's better than it was before and he, he it seems like he throughout the entire process of telling his story like you said he he really grew a lot um yeah i mean which which makes sense that's what uh, we said at the beginning it's like a it was a glorified therapy session he I yeah mean, it, it, that, it that's what that therapy way. that's what therapy is you just diving into things and being like oh that's why i do this oh that's why that okay yeah um but if you have never been able to tell that story for your entire life 
yeah, you, you might have some baggage. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the voice acting? Well. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, so it's hard, it's hard to say anything about the voice acting. I mean, at least they're, they're... The, the dub we watched at least. Oh, okay. Okay. I think that the dude that did the main character did a pretty good job of capturing the emotions. But like you said, I, it didn't feel real. Exactly. It still, it still didn't feel real. It still felt like he was acting, which yeah. in a documentary, was. that's not what he you was. want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the two, you know, there's, there's various voices throughout, but the two main ones are, at least in the English dub, uh, provided by Ed, I'm going to apologize offhand because I'm going to butcher these names. I've never actually heard them said out loud. Um, Riz Ahmed and Nikolaj Coaster, I think Aldo. Um, Nikolaj, who played Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. Riz Ahmed was, um, God, I forget his character's name, but he was in uh, Rogue One, uh, like Bodie or something. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So, and they also served as executive producers, but they, they provide the majority of the voice acting. And I agree, Riz Ahmed, I mean, I've only seen him in a couple things. So, and the things I've seen him in, like Rogue One, um, I saw him in Venom, he's not bad. Yeah. But in this, it, it just all felt fake. And that's why I want to rewatch it in Danish because, I don't know, he, it just doesn't seem like, it really took me out. Like the voice act, at least his really took me out at parts because he seemed to have like the same cadence the whole time of just this, like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not mumbling and mumbling and Wait, he, he everything. Was the director? To, he was the executive producer. Him and him and Jamie Lannister were executive. Producers. Sorry, I mean, like, uh, he did he do the voice acting for the director, though? The, the white guy? White Danish guy. No, no, no. Jamie Lannister was the white guy. White Danish guy. Okay, okay. So the yeah, yeah. The, the main character, the main voice we hear throughout the entire movie is the one that you had an issue with. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm like, <laughs> it just sounds not off, like genuine. And I, I get it because it's it's you're you're acting someone else's story, and you don't want to make it a parody. Um, so. I think from now on, if I know it's a documentary told from the perspective and even narrated by the person that is doing the documentary, I'm just going to watch it in the original and just read the subtitles because absolutely, um, it, it, I, it really took it away. It really took parts of it away from me. I, I agree, definitely. It was acting. It wasn't the yeah. person. It wasn't the person telling the story. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. I'm trying to think. I guess I haven't watched too many foreign documentaries, but I'm not sure if I've ever seen a documentary that got voiced over. Usually you just watch a documentary and do the subtitles, but I think because this one is like an animated documentary, they're like, okay, we should do a voiceover. (laughs) Yeah, it's also recent. Like this came out in 2021. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think they're appealing to a, they're appealing to as, far of a global audience as they could i'm sure it was originally released only in danish and then like it was dubbed over for various other language versions later Mm -hmm. so i get it 
I know, I know a lot of people personally that will never watch anything that's in its original language with subtitles. They, they claim that it's not as fun to them, but we all know it's because those people don't know how to read. Um, yeah, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that who just never watch. If if their only option was to watch this movie in Danish and read subtitles, they just wouldn't watch it. So yeah. that's fine. You know what? Yeah, get the that, movie out there. At least, yeah, at least the story is available to people. That's good. Yeah. Overall, uh, yeah. what what would you give this film? Let's uh, let's take the voice acting out of consideration this time. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's really not that important. The story of this actual human being is the thing that, um, and the yeah. depiction and the depiction of it. Th- those are what we I, should focus on. I think the direction and like the framing of the story and how it was all put together from like a cinematic perspective, I would give this a 10. I thought this was really, really well done. Animation, I would give it, I'd give it an eight, honestly. I didn't really like it that much, um, but it did not take me out of the story. Yeah. Uh, it was um, it was nice to look at frame by frame, but when put together, it's kind of clunky, but that's fine. I don't really care enough about that. It's... For for the the story that they're trying to tell, I think they did a good job. Yeah, I, I would care much more about that animation in a berserk or or any yeah. other animated film, really. But a documentary yeah. doesn't take away anything at all. So yeah, I, I agree with the numbers. I I would give it the animation. Um, I'd probably get give a seven. It didn't take me out a whole bunch, but I still just didn't like the jump. You noticed it? Yeah, I yeah. noticed it a decent amount. Um, and then. Story, what you said, you said 10. I said 10, yeah. I, I would give it a nine, and only one thing because, yeah, a whole bunch of the, the movie after he gets out of Russia, a lot of the time I was just wondering what happened to his mother. And you don't find uh, out, you get one sentence about it at the end, it doesn't even describe anything. It's like years later, she, she got out of Russia, and I was like, is she like, what was she okay? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, but I know I it's focused the reason- on him. Yeah, the reason might be because A, it's focused on him almost exclusively. And two, he might not have known because he was isolated from his family for so much. The it's it's not really explained how much uh, interaction he still has with any of his other family members. Yeah. And so I guess so, that's another yeah. part of the the nine. Because I I wanted to I wanted to hear about his the brother that still lived in Russia that got out of Russia. I wanted to hear about him because the main character and that brother, they were very close. They were close throughout yeah. growing up. And I was just like, what happened to that relationship, dude? But I, I guess that's kind of the point, you know? It's like terrible things happened and their relationships were forever altered or raptured. Yeah. Ruptured. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the the brother and the mom just didn't want to they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, we're we're hearing the story as it's being, I don't want to say like dragged out of him, but like he's not he's not telling the whole thing from the jump. So it's entirely possible that he's just never talked about his experience, like his experience with his family, and they might not have ever talked about their experiences to him. So anything he could add might only be like conjecture or just assumptions of like what happened. Yeah. And the important bit is, yeah, they got out. That's all I know. 
yeah that, that they got that's all that's important like the, yeah the only person that didn't get out was their father that they don't spend too much time on him because he, he died when they were uh well he got dis- we he, he got disappeared yeah. uh when they were very young he was um he was perceived as a threat to the to the communist party is it the mujahideen i think no is no it? the mujahideen i cannot say that word but um they're the revolutionary party so the mujahideens are not really a party from my understanding they're more of like um religious militants who fight um in the name of in the name of god so they're like a loose community um of of like-minded individuals who were against the political upheavals that were happening at the time but I think he was disappeared by the Communist Party mm. uh, early yeah. on, and they just never. He 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 knew it was going to happen, and they just one day they showed up, they took him away, they were able to briefly speak to him while he was, while he was like being detained, and then, a couple months later, he's just gone. Like they have no idea what happened to him. They never found out if he's dead, if he's alive somewhere in a prison or something. They have no idea whatever happened. Which is absolutely wild. I mean, think if he is, like, if he were alive, he just he could like, still probably be alive. Like, yeah, he could still be alive. He, yeah, he could still be alive somewhere in a prison. That they just, they just don't know who he is. Don't know why he's in there. He's just, and he's just like, I have a family, but I hope they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, to, he, yeah, he, to the best of his he, knowledge, they're probably dead. To his knowledge, yeah, he has, he has no idea. If he's alive, we and that's 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 I think one of the scarier parts. You get it like within like the first twenty minutes, you're just like, yeah, no, people can just like get disappeared, and you just never find out what happened to that person. Yeah, and then they go from a a land of disappearing in Afghanistan to the land of disappearing in Russia. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the land of disappearing. I don't know, man. People be disappearing from Russia a lot. Yeah, people be disappearing. People be disappearing from like China, uh, from India, from America. Like people disappear from every like established country. We just hear more about it um, from the other ones. I think because there's a media bias. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. does hate Russia, so they just use whatever they can to talk shit on them. Yeah. Not saying I'm, you know, pro Russia right now, but like I think I think people are getting disappeared a lot of places and we don't hear about it, which is terrifying. Yeah. Good old black bags. Yeah, man. Like just think about it. Like we hear about someone just up and just being gone. Uh, and those people are like prominent figures. Their disappearance is noticeable. Just think of all the people who are just background characters in like Western media or anything like that. They're just normal people like me and you that the rest of the world just doesn't care about. Maybe, maybe we should, should uh, stop being such a racist. Maybe we should stop being racist. <laughs> maybe we should just praise our government all the time so that we don't get disappeared. That, that sounds like a healthy lifestyle. Um, to be in constant fear of your government, that's what I want out of my life well as a 
as a non-white immigrant, that's kind of like my normal. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how about you go fuck yourself, Kyle? I just want um the non-white American experience, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, Kyle, you kind of have it, don't you? I mean, I guess, but like you have to actually talk to me to be like, oh yeah, you, oh, you're Jewish, cool, cool, cool. But like yeah, other than that, like you look at me, look at me. I have handlebar mustache. There are many, there aren't many Jewish people with handlebar mustache, I don't think. Uh what do you mean? Did you not watch Dodgeball? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's one. <laughs> yeah, your your king, Brendan Fraser. Not Brendan Fraser, Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Why did that <laughs> Uh, ben Stiller, Brendan Fraser, easily confused. Um, same guy. Same guy. Never seen, never seen him in the same room, have you? Prove him wrong. Were there any other parts of this movie that really, like, I don't, not necessarily resonated with you, but left oh. a lasting impression upon you? I mean, so most of the story is going, going to be with me just because of how, yeah. how crazy the the turns in this story are the, the story is going to stick with me no doubt uh something that just popped in my head in, from kind of the beginning of the yeah, no the very beginning of the movie um i don't know if it, it's meant to be a nod to this i think it is though um they start playing aha take on me and right at the part when they start playing it, it's it's like this like kind of fluid animation style, and it looks just like the nineteen eighties music video. And I was just like, oh, that's fun. I, don't know. I think it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think it, there's no way it could be. It looks so similar to the music video. <laughs> I think the animation was done the way it was. Like I think it's not like uh, a fault of poor animation or like not money. I think this was a, a specific stylistic choice to make the movie feel older hmm. you know what i mean yeah um and that jank just kind of adds to it yeah I mean, that that does make sense other than the the b story of buying a house the entire story takes place in the 70s and 80s i believe yeah uh, i yeah, think so the parts that really stuck out to me which and i i you know i i feel like we all know this to a various degree but like Time periods that you weren't born in, it's so crazy to see how different things are now compared to like what some other countries were like, um, like in the 70s or the or the 80s before they got, um, you know, hit by all these like political upheavals and like, civil wars and stuff like that. Like, I, I have not known a, an Afghanistan that wasn't like being or torn. <laughs> Yeah, just being bombarded um, from various groups, be it, you know, the West, Russia, you know, internally. So to see a time in its history where things were relatively stable was just so eye-opening because I don't think, I don't think we get to see that most of the time. We only see these sensationalized current time periods. So it makes it seem like, oh, well, then this is just how it's always been there. Yeah, and it's just like, no, it's, there's so many pictures of many parts of the Middle East that look so different today that it's just like, oh, they were, they were living their lives. They were just being normal people before, like, uh, 
imperialism and spheres of influence or whatever the fuck started going on um the western the western world started getting their their fucking hands involved yeah and you know there was also plenty of internal strife that's you know not not i i I won't i don't want to be one of those people that blames europe and the west for every conflict uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and be that person then. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, because honestly, like every every country group of people, they're going to have internal strife. I yeah. think I think that's healthy for a country to have internal strife even. But like, it's just when too many foreign influences get involved, too many hands in the yeah. cookie jar, you know? Yeah, yeah. Globalization has a, has a dark side. And that oh, yeah. dark side <laughs> is... That dark side is weapons manufacturing and distribution. Yeah, yeah for sure. But no, overall, good movie. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that I thought would not be that I that I thought would be able to finish it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend this to someone who would just get so overwhelmed by the emotions that they wouldn't be able to finish it. Because if you stop halfway through this movie, it is not a it is not an uplifting story. I mean, it's not really mm-hmm. uplifting at all, but you have at to least make you get it a little. <laughs> yeah, the the hope comes at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like like you were saying, I definitely want to go back and watch it in the original. Um, totally cool. Totally cool to watch it um, in the English dub or whatever dub you want to do. But since it is a documentary, th- there is probably going to be a little bit something more to the original audio. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If 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 nothing else, um, it might just be cool to actually like now that you've listened to this guy, you might might as well like his story. You might as well listen to it through his words. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. That's all I have to say about the movie, though. Um. Yeah, me too. Oh, and the music, the soundtrack, I guess. Soundtrack was awesome. Um. Just classic. It was pretty good. Classic eighties hits. Slapping. Yeah. It was slapping. Slapping the bed. Uh, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was, it, was, good. it was good. It was really good. Um, so catch you all next week. This has been another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.